a man growing up with a cane pole in his hand. Like a fool to tram sitting down by the street, but leads him to the corpus pale. Give him a shotgun to please his mind. Give them quail a few reasons to fly. Living in the city just ain't for me. I wanna go back to the country. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. And take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Take me to Texas. I wanna go down that open road. Take me to Texas. I wanna see how far this country goes. Fill up your coffee cup, put the dog on the porch, and turn up your radio. This is the Outdoor Zone with DJ and Cody Ryan, live from the bunkhouse. There's a place up ahead and I'm going just as fast as my feet can All right, welcome back, regulators. It is the Outdoor Zone, live in the bunkhouse. Yes, just an old pin jack on the back of the ranch, but we call it home. Live with you every Sunday morning, 7 to 9 a.m. Central, or 24-7-365 at theoutdoorzone.com on all your favorite podcast platforms. You can go there, and if you don't find your favorite podcast platform, let us know. We'll try and add it to there. My name is TJ Graney, and the bunkhouse with me is Cody Ryan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's me. Uh, <laughs> Beefsteak is not in the bunkhouse. I know everybody's missing him. Uh, but he'll be back soon. And, uh, tie wire is the ranch hand that gets here early. Make sure the gate gets open. <clears throat> Make sure the old pot belly stove gets fired up, especially this morning is just right. Just a little, little fire there in the pot belly stove and pour some water over them old coffee grounds and <clears throat> create a little bit of this black nectar of the gods that I'm sipping on here. And it's not wrapped in a cloth or a napkin and soaked in water it is ground up pulverized talking about coffee versus tea i had a warm tea this morning uh in a little tea bag i'll tell you isn't that special no don't just stop now (laughs) this is getting weird uh mcbride's guns mcbride's guns they're a great supporter of the show, great supporter of the kids' outdoor zone, everything we love. With the way society is pounding on our rights to own guns, it's imperative we support our local gun shops. If you don't believe me, go on and listen to what your president said last night about firearms. You don't think they're firearms? You can't have guns. I'm going to take No, he said he's coming for him. I'm, I'm coming for me and Beto. We're going to get you. He sounded just like Beto last night. Where do I go now? Uh, The one we trust with our constitutional rights, McBride's guns. They're awesome. I don't even want to say Beto anymore. That's banned from this show. That's like cussing on this show. What's his name? His name is pointless. Francisco. His name is pointless. It's he, he makes no. <laughs> hey, uh, yeah, he's, pointless he's a, is running against. <laughs> yeah, pointless. He's, we'll call him pointless. That's he is idea. pointless. Yeah. Uh, they're an Austin family-owned and operated local <laughs> full-service firearm dealer. McBride's Guns. Whether you're looking for a new rifle, shotgun, personal carry, or special order firearm, the staff at McBride's can help. They've got an on-site gunsmith right there. You know you'll find McBride's in the same place. It's been right there for years. Right there at the corner of 30th and Lamar, you can give a call 512-472-3532 or online McBridesGuns.com because McBride's Guns, yeah, they're our hometown gun shop. Uh, Before we get into the uh, five things that will make TJ a better deer hunter, um, because I kind of have... And I am hoping... Kind of maxed out my deer hunting potential i need to start going after more challenging things uh spear spear hunting them yeah like yeah, naked like from a hand from darts, behind a cactus hand darts or something i don't know <laughs> yard darts yard darts <laughs> uh no we wouldn't steak. do that we wouldn't do that not unless no. it was legal uh beefsteak um 
we we haven't mentioned we, you know he's not here this week but we haven't mentioned that he is uh being the the alpha hunter the the mega preparation mega prepared always like eats sleeps and breathes the outdoors uh on the opening weekend of deer season here in texas is just setting up his uh hunting set up there at his <laughs> little deer lease thought i thought i'd wow throw that you're, little you're calling him the alpha how many yeah. and, but you were i saying was being like, sarcastic you were saying last week how you thought what the all the guys you saw driving down the road pulling their feeders and their deer stands and stuff on you know those are the guys that the weekend the before point. archery season starts but the, none of the, a lot of those guys they're not hunting until uh rifle season anyway not no everybody, i've seen a I've seen guys show up in Rock Springs, Texas, my in-laws place with a feeder and a deer blind the day before opening morning of rifle season with a brand new feeder, a brand new, and, co and corn and a brand new deer stand on a trailer in Rock Springs. Like they're just going to set up their stand and their feeder yeah, they got four the months. night set before up, opening you know. morning. They're, they're really, they don't care about any of that. Anyway, you, you should see the brown cardboard box full of crown Royal. That's in the back seat. That's well, all they care about. There's most of it right there, but, but they're also disclaimer. The guys I'm a non-drinker disclaimer. I'm a non-drinker. They're also the guys that show up like driving through town at nine 30 opening morning because they're <laughs> done and they got this 12 point buck rack sticking out of the bed of their truck. It's Jack so irritating. Legs. Uh, it's so irritating. So uh, I, I was talking to Rick McGee this week. Uh, he's our buddy in, uh, in Virginia and just, you know, bow hunter extraordinaire, just brilliant bow hunter and uh fisherman. Just, I mean, one of the best outdoorsmen I know. And, uh, and he, he always has given me a hard time. It's like, Hey, uh, you throwing those little golden nuggets on the ground there how's that going yeah and uh because they got to go and you know he he was telling me yesterday though he went and put out some tree stands at a couple of locations or or one anyway that he was telling me about and he said it's going to rain tomorrow so they're fixing to get some of the hurricane rain he said i put out those stands before it rains so when it rains it washes away all my scent everything otherwise it takes a week for it to kind of dissipate that's how serious he is so my uh one of my buddies and i were talking he's got this big deer coming in at his home pasture you know where his house is plenty of land to hunt but uh he, so he's got this set up and he was gonna let his wife shoot this giant deer that's been coming in you know who it is and you know You're talking about daryl yeah oh. so he's gonna let his wife shoot it right <clears throat> and I, I told him, I said, look, uh, here's what you should do. You should take like a t-shirt, you know, after your wife's been wearing it for the day, take it down there and just hang it in a tree near the deer feeder and do that. So they become acclimated with your wife's smell. Cause regardless, your wife's not going to not do something, you know, like, oh, my arms are dry after using that. Uh, nonsense soap that you made me wash in and you know put lotion on or <laughs> something along those lines you know just not thinking through like myself like i won't let you you know i'll have baking soda i'll bathe in baking <clears throat> soda the nonsense soap and i'll tiptoe outside to where my clothes are hanging up and probably damp because you know the morning dew sets in and my clothes are all soaking wet, but I'll do that before I'll, you know, like I'm very pull them out of the dryer with the Febreze. Oh, they yeah. smell like, they smell like the breeze. They, they smell like fresh yeah. mountain air. Well, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, yeah. If I do wash my clothes, obviously in the nonsense stuff, like I'll run a couple cycles without anything in there. So. Well, I'll put uh, cedar <clears throat> branches in the dryer before I put my cloak. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so <clears throat> five habits that'll make you a better deer hunter. Uh, we'll go through these real, real quick. Um, 
thinking outside the box. You know, we get so caught up in thinking the same way, planning the same way, everything, you know, it happened last year or it seems, but think outside the, the box where I'm, what I'm dealing with now is relocated my stands, trying to figure out, you know, where are these deer coming in and, uh, and it's not what I had set up. What I had set up wasn't the best setup and spent all last year. And I needed to think it seemed like a very logical setup last year, but I'm getting, I'm getting different deer coming in and they're they're It's a better setup for sticking one. And I just, uh, you know, don't, don't be conformed to what you did last year or what somebody said, think outside the box. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I, uh, I'm wondering now if that's part of the reason I'm not seeing in my home at my home feeder as many deer, you know, I changed it. I want to be able to see them from the front porch, but I want it far enough off where I can do something, you know, something about the deer if I need to or the hog. Yeah. Well, the hogs Mm. hasn't been back. Well, I wouldn't come back either. If I was greeted the way you greeted him, positive (laughs) mindset. So, you know, I love that about, uh, my son-in-law CJ, he comes in, sits in the stand always, always with a positive mindset thinking, okay, I'm going to see the deer I'm going after, and I'm going to stick that deer. He's always got a positive mindset going into it. And he hunts hard. He hunts hard, um, preparedness be be ready, you know, make sure you got everything out. Don't just grab it all together the night before and run out. How many times have you done that? Where it's like, I mean, I've gone to a deer stand and had, you know, the wrong shells or, or no shells at all. (laughs) Who does that? uh, Well, everybody, everybody has their moment here, here, here you go. Here's, here's a, uh, song i'm just going to play over the mic for everybody if i can get it up that i think is uh it's never gonna happen for me i'll be eating tag soup until i starve to death <laughs> i truly believe i'm the only hunter who's never killed an elk if i see you post a success photo i'll report it because i'm bitter and petty I've been saying this is my year for nine years. I'm in my 30s now, and I fear I'm going to die before I achieve my elk hunting goals. (laughs) I've come to realize that I don't bow hunt because it's fun. I do it because I'm stupid. (laughs) Keep hammering. The only thing I'll be hammering is tequila to numb the pain of never filling an elk tag. (laughs) Wapiti? More like, why do I do this to myself? And that's why I believe elk don't exist. <laughs> so is that that guy that does all the, the long-haired guy that does all the... No, no, no. It sounds kind of like him, though. It I know does sound just about. like him, but it's 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 an elk hunter. It's an elk hunter's song for sure. I just thought it was, you know, the positive mindset you were speaking of, uh, keyed up that video that i got sent yesterday i thought it was hilarious from a buddy that elk hunts you know and uh and 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 it kills some big ass no it's a different different buddy but oh <laughs> it's the one yeah. that doesn't kill any yeah elk. D- yeah <laughs> so preparedness a, big one. be prepared if you're gonna go uh consistency you know you gotta go out there you gotta you gotta hunt for them and you got to pay attention to what are they doing? How are they doing it? Um, what are, you know, habits and routines, um, but consistency. So, I mean, it, it almost seems like consistency and, and, um, and thinking outside the box may not go together, but they do. Yeah. And then focus on the things that you can control. You can control uh, where your stand is you can control uh, you have control over certain parts of a hunt absolutely 
know what they are and how to apply them to to be successful i mean the point in going hunting i i love the whole i mean i've got stories about the encounters with god and the deer stand that are are just you know when i think back on them they take my breath away they were just beautiful encounters with nature and god and and uh, and yes that's an element but i also want to kill something you know yeah, yeah. i want to kill something hey on the flip side uh we we'll need do, to do you want to do that now go ahead i can do nile maxwell right now come on hey the most awarded lineup of jeeps in quality durability and performance that make jeep the number one brand in america can be yours at the nile maxwell supercenter during the nile maxwell supercenter's jeep adventure days the inventory keeps rolling in and savings keep adding up wrangler gladiator compass renegade cherokee even the all-new grand cherokee in both two and three row seating are all waiting for you at jeep adventure days nile maxwell supercenter with new jeeps in stock and deliveries of new jeeps on the way no dealer in central texas sells more jeeps than the nile maxwell supercenter that's why we're number one volume sales leader in central texas and nobody has more jeeps than us with a larger inventory and more options than anyone else in town at Nile Maxwell Supercenter, 62183 in Austin. See all savings online at NileMaxwellSupercenter.com. Peter Report up next. It's the Outdoor Zone Live of the Bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at Soccer fans, join nationally recognized commentator Glenn Davis every Monday on Soccer Matters at 7 p.m. Presented by John Daspit and the Daspit Law Firm. Whether you love Austin FC, the Premier League, or Liga MX, Glenn has cutting-edge interviews from around the world, strong opinions, and you, the passionate soccer fan. Soccer Matters with Glenn Davis on the horn. Presented by DaspitLawAustin.com. Soccer Matters, Mondays at 7 on the horn. Hello, I'm Forrest Dale Wood, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Fish on. It's finally here. Today's the day I had a 12.50 yards away. But I got a different kind of hunting on my mind. I got my baby, I got my baby up in my deer blind. blind. Well, it's time for that, guys. Don't forget. Hey, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. Hey, don't forget. Take your baby up in the deer blind. My wife, not your baby. I, you could take your baby up there. No, sure. Nah. You take your baby up there, but take your <sighs> wife in, out in the deer stand. You know, uh, I am excited. My wife told me this year. So we have a little, a very small place and we can, we, we kind of limit ourselves to what we, what we, what we would kill on our piece of property. She wants to kill a deer on our piece of property. Oh Lord. And I'm like, this is good. This is real good. And so I, I got my eye out to, to find a deer and I'm, I'm going to put her on that deer and she's going to put the smack down on that thing. Let me tell you about, uh, put my baby up in the deer blind. Okay. All right. Sun automotive. With uh, everyone at some point needs to have their vehicle repaired, and it can be hard to find a mechanic you can trust, but we use our friends at Sun Auto Service. Sun Auto Service, you know they've been family-owned and operated auto repair and maintenance companies since 1978. They don't stick around that long for nothing. It means they've been taking care of people all this time and doing, doing good, honest work, and that's what you look for in somebody taking care of your vehicle. Uh, you can find out specials and, and great maintenance tips and specials every single week on their Facebook page, Sun Automotive. SunAutoService.com, locations 405 West Slaughter Lane, 1300 Medical Parkway in Cedar Park, 1403 Rivery Boulevard in Georgetown, and in Lakeway at 1206 Ranch Road 620. Go see our friends, SunAutoService.com. Now it's time for this week's Hi Peter Report. Ah! <laughs> 
They are anti-hunting, anti-fishing, anti-meat, anti-you and your family's outdoor heritage. It's time for the Outdoor Zone's PETA Report, because we love animals too. They taste great. So I was... <laughs> you did such a phenomenal job on that piece. On what? On oh, that. on that uh, intro? Yeah. Yeah. We have they a taste good... great. I uh, know. I, I love that. And they do taste great. My favorite all-time meal. I mean, if you were to say, okay, Mr. TJ, you only got one hour left to live, but you need to eat something before you die. <laughs> before you go into the chair uh you only have one hour left to live and before you die you should always eat something i'd say fix me a hamburger a deer burger elk burger i want it i want it grilled and then i want all the fixings on it and then you just let me eat that and then you can just put the voltage to me because i'm i'm happy camper that's so uh, weird peter report so peter's getting after uh Steven Spielberg again. He's apparently got a new movie coming out, and I, I guess I'm the only, you know, one person that doesn't know he's got a new movie coming out. I don't no, know that. There's two of us. <laughs> We're pretty hip, folks. You listen to this show, by golly, you're caught up on what's going on out there in the world. Uh, anyway, he's got a new movie coming out. It's called The Fablemans. And, uh, he, uh, in, in one of the trailers, it shows one of the characters in the movie with a monkey and they, and the character says that they got the monkey just to entertain him, keep him happy because it was funny. And, uh, and PETA flipped out. And they said, why do you have that monkey? <laughs> why do you have that monkey? You have a monkey. Yeah, they you don't even know how long this monkey's been in. Monkey in your movie. In the movie. Oh, it's just for just for mere moments. And uh, but they got all over him. They said, Look, how you can make fake dinosaurs in your movies look real. Why don't you just have a fake monkey look real? <laughs> and like Steven, live up, live Steven up to your Spielberg. Reputation. Yeah, this is their quote. Steven Spielberg was imaginative enough to create a lovable alien in 1982 and followed that up with herds of realistic computer-generated dinosaurs in 1990s. So what's his excuse for dragging a real monkey onto the film set in 2022? PETA Foundation Director of Captive Animal Welfare, Debbie Metzler, <laughs> said I wonder what statement, her salary is. Six figures. Uh, her Captive his animal welfare. His mother might have needed a laugh, but Peter's not laughing, and neither should anyone else who cares about animals. This monkey scene is an endorsement of cruel animal training industry and an advertisement for seedy wildlife pet trade. And Peter is calling on Spielberg to live up to his legacy as an industry leader by leaving this scene on the cutting room floor. <laughs> That's from the folks that uh, sued sued the guy when uh, a monkey took his phone or his camera and took its own picture, and he posted it. And then Peta got mad and said that that monkey should have got all the all the money from the photo going around the internet. Right, right. And my deal was, where's that bank account? Whose bank account is that monkey's? Yeah, well, I'll tell you what. Why what don't we compare? Why don't we compare? <sighs> we'll have an audit on PETA's bank account, and then we'll have an audit on I the monkeys, Spielberg or the, the monkeys' bank account, and see who's eating bananas now. You crazy kids! Oh my gosh, we've lost you. You've so, gone off the deep end. Something I uh, thought was interesting uh, during this, you know, and of course we mentioned it earlier in the show. Uh, prayers go out to those in Florida. Uh, who are affected by this hurricane and now actually even further up the coast, you know, the Carolinas and that whole area where it's kind of re-entering back into the United States, uh, this hurricane. And, um, but something interesting, an interesting reminder that, that came out that I didn't realize. And, and look, first of all, 
do not get your legal advice from the outdoor zone. Do we have to say that like during every segment? I feel like, like do I not could, take do not in the take world marriage we live advice. In, do not yes. take legal advice. Yes. Don't take any advice from the outdoor zone. This is purely an entertainment show. Yeah. Revert uh, everything to Romans 10, nine. You'll be fine. Yeah. Okay. That went <laughs> deep. Reminder to Florida <laughs> residents. Reminder to Florida residents. Permit, permitless concealed carry is allowed during emergency evacuations with hurricane Ian. Yes. Ever- uh, it, it sent this out before the, before the hurricane, uh, mandatory evacuations are popping up in counties in its direct path. Uh, back in 2015, the governor signed into law, allowed, uh, a law that allows for permitless carry under certain circumstances. The bill allows for a 48 hour window of permitless carry and will come in handy for many of those who are affected by the storm. Carrying a concealed weapon, this was SB 290 in Florida, carrying a concealed weapon or concealed firearm, this bill allows a concealed firearm to be carried for 48 hours during a mandatory evacuation order declared during a state of emergency. Uh, The vote was approved 86 to 26 back in April of 2015 uh, in response to Hurricane Katrina that left uh, many gun owners face charges after they took their firearms with them, fleeing their homes. thought so that was interesting. He, uh, DeSantis, and I'm sure the, there's other uh, governors up the coast. Um, I don't know about Virginia right now, but there's a lot of other governors. But DeSantis came out and said, don't even think about coming to Florida and looting or being a problem for us because our citizens are armed and will hold their own. Yeah. I mean, he just like said, you come messing with, with my people. Yeah. And we're going to insert lead tablets in your cranium. If you come on to, you know, if you come here thinking this is a playground for trouble. Yeah. It's going to be, but for you. Right. I and just made all that up. I should be a speech writer. Man. That'd be awesome. I, you know, I wrote know one. That I you wrote a speech. It. I wrote a speech for one politician. I know. We've all heard his story. Carry on. No, you started off again. to be or not to be. <laughs> Back in your day, it would have been uh, our forefather. Our forefather. <laughs> yeah. No, it was. Uh, the question is, are there or are there not space people? Uh, anyway, never mind. Oh, my goodness. If Take this out. Yeah, we need to change news of the weird to like the entire second hour of the show. <laughs> hey, coming up, we'll do your Armed Citizens Report. Then we'll wrap this good whole thing too. up. Yeah, good it's one. a good one. It fits in with what we're talking about right now. That's right. It is not legal advice. I will prelude this by saying this is not legal advice show. But it's really going to be smart stuff, so stick around. It's the Outdoor Zone Live at the Bunkhouse, 24-7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. American Blood Brothers, this is Ted Nugent on the Outdoor Zone, live from the bunkhouse with my blood brother, TJ. Whack them and stack them, would you? All right, welcome back. It's the Outdoor Zone. <clears throat> welcome back, regulators. Mm. It's coffee, black coffee. That's what I needed this no morning. Sugar. No, no, no sugar. No sugar. No, sir. No okay. sugar. Your doctor said uh, you need to cut back on sugar. That's right. That's right. I'm saving all my sugar up for my wife, honey, honey. Oh my gosh. <laughs> In the deer blind. Uh, uh, welcome back regulators. I'm TJ granny. It's Cody Ryan, TJ beef's not in the house, but, uh, uh, tie wire is. And, uh, now it's time for your armed citizen report. 
Today, legal firearm owners are protecting themselves and their families across the nation. These acts of courage and valor are seldom reported throughout the liberal media. The Outdoor Zone wants you to know the truth. This is the Armed Citizens Report for the week. Again, this is a reminder, this is not legal advice. We are an entertainment show. The Outdoor Zone is an entertainment show. We hold no responsibility for any legal by, we're not bound to any, uh, yeah. We're, Basically, we're, if you do something stupid, it's on you. It's on you. It ain't on us. We may say <laughs> stupid stuff, but that's about it. Do uh, stupid things, win stupid prizes. Yeah, that, that'll work. Yeah. Should, that. uh, should, it's just an interesting article we came across. Beefsteak sent it out to us. Well, uh, I think it's, I think it's for anybody that's open carry, personal carry, or, or constitution carry. I think it's, I mean, is, even if you are like in the state of Texas, whether you have any of those permits or not, uh, one, we are constitutional carry, but also in your home, right? I mean, somebody breaks yeah, into your home, anything, anything. Should you ever have to talk to the police after a self-defense shooting? These are some, uh, comments and tips and ideas of how to approach that situation. One of the first things when I went through many, many, many years ago, when I went through uh, CHL, my took my CHL class, concealed handgun license class, uh, back when that's what it was called. Now it's something else. Um, one of the first things they said was expect, fully expect to be arrested and taken in, regardless of the situation. If you shoot somebody, you will be arrested and taken in for questioning. Most yeah, likely they're going to, they're going to, they're going to kind of get everything together, kind of contain it, make sure yeah, they just get figure their information, out, right? get the story, That's get right. the story. That's and right. in some counties, it'll be, you know, you could sit on the front porch with the sheriff and tell them the story in some situations like, uh, maybe the capital of Texas, uh, that, should maybe not be the capital of Texas, Austin, Texas. Uh, you're probably going you to be arrested locked up for three weeks. Pending. Yeah. Not really, no, but, but you will that. be taken in. They're in not going to sit on the most cases. Yeah. Um, should you ever talk to the police after self-defense, uh, self-defense shooting, self-defense training and preparedness extend well beyond marksmanship fundamentals sitting, um, even though the uh, probability is low, you may have to use your gun to, that you carry in self-defense. Law enforcement investigating uh, your use of force will want to talk to you, but should you talk to the police? Question mark. What to say post-shooting? There are different schools of thought on this question. I'm not an attorney. That's what the article also says. Uh, and when it comes to the actions that could affect your freedom, you should seek legal advice from an attorney who knows the laws of your state. And you're going to, you're going to hear all this. If you do the legal carry, if you do the carry classes, you're going to hear all this. Right. Uh, one of the things they say, is obviously is don't be confrontational. You know, you're going to be, I mean, adrenaline's going to be pumping regardless because you are just in a situation uh, and had to pull your firearm. It's a high stress situation. And I talk about this with one of my buddies. That's a, uh, DPS. He said, he said it, it all changes in a high stress situation. You could be completely proficient, understand your firearm 110%. And in a high stress situation, you cannot train for that. Like it comes about in an actual situation. Your everything that. changes. I so don't be confrontational. Some people would advise to not say anything at all to the police. Their advice is to say something. Some people say something like, I won't say anything unless my attorney is present. I'm not a fan of this strategy for a few reasons. Uh, first, understand that responding officers need to ask certain preliminary questions. Cop needs to ensure that the scene is safe. They need to know if anyone needs medical attention. Officers need to give updates and uh, figure out who uh, the criminals may be, 
that are a danger to the public that are still out there. So I'm of this mindset. Don't give too much information, meaning don't just talk and blab, but answer the questions definitively that you can answer definitively. If you don't know, don't answer. Tell them you don't know at that point or you can't recall. And my, this is just my opinion, but don't yeah, be confrontational. Mrs. Mrs. Graney. Yeah. And I think there is a level of that. Mrs. Graney said uh, that um, you always have to say um, that I felt my life was in danger. And um, so there, there is, there is specific things that you need to be aware of if you're in that situation, <clears throat> because what you say can be used against you in a court of law. It's important to understand what the Miranda warning is and isn't. Um, officers are only required to advise someone of their Miranda rights if the person is in custody. And the questions are likely um, to incriminate, uh, have an incriminating response. So it's safe to presume that in more cases than not, a police response to a shooting will cause a de facto custody situation uh, for the purpose of Miranda, even if you're not cuffed and placed in the patrol vehicle. An officer may uh, ask questions outside of the Miranda if uh, cer certain circumstances exist. So just understand that whether they ask or not, the, the comments you make in that situation can and will be used against you or for you. It, I mean, that's possibly can possibly yeah, yeah doesn't mean they won't be right it's not inadmissible if they don't read you your rights before you blurt out something uh spontaneous statements this kind of falls into line with that spontaneous statements are those given by a defendant that are not directly elicit uh elicited by law enforcement so don't you know uh blurt out a rundown of the incident you know don't just like I said, don't overshare because you are in a state of shock at this point. You are in a state of uh, adrenaline is pumping, regardless if you notice it or not, or if you feel calm, there is a state of shock and things going through your mind and the, the whole incident, whether you realize it or not. I'm serious. I mean, these things change. There's a lot that goes into this. This is why I always say that I do carry, but God, I hope I never have to pull my firearm on somebody because now, and that's part of it that a lot of people don't understand. If I have to fire, if I have to shoot somebody to protect myself, and my family, I also have to live with shooting somebody and potentially killing somebody. Yeah. Yeah. I have and to that's... mentally live with that for the rest of my life. <clears throat> and that's the part that really, really aggravates me. Well, and that's what, that's one of the things that, um, people, people get upset about when they're talking about, um, uh, people protecting their homes or their businesses. And then they, you know, all oh, that, that poor guy that got shot and killed, he was just trying to feed his family or whatever. And, uh, no, he stabbed somebody three times and they shot him. Um, and now they have to live with that too. Right. So there's two sides to that. Whole it doesn't thing. matter that the criminal, it doesn't matter their actions. Uh, I guess certain actions would probably harden you a little bit more to have less, but less of a reaction maybe in certain situations, but regardless the action itself and the adrenaline and the, the shock factor and all of those things, you know, it's like discovering PTSD when guys come back from, you know, uh, kicking indoors yeah, it's, overseas. It's real. It's real. Yeah, it's real. So I, I think that the sum up this whole thing, I think summing it up, I think less is more and you should understand what your, what your responsibilities are if you're going to carry a firearm because you carry it in case you have to use it. And if you have to use it, you ought to know why, how, when, and what's going to happen afterwards. And, uh, and that needs to be part of your 
so on occasion when I'm solo, meaning my family's not in the house, like I'll, I'll go through, I'll unload my firearm and I'll go through drawing it or chambering a, sh a shell, you know, these different things, uh, as practice so that it becomes muscle memory. Right. I mean, that's part of practicing. If you're going to care, it, it's like, if you have a, a drill and you have to use your drill to, you know, build something every day, how do you get good at using your drill? You use it, right? So uh, practicing with your farm, but this is a different element of the same concept, meaning you need to think through what that looks like so that it becomes part of what you carry every day it, mentally. And, and you need to understand your responses, your responsibility. It may even be uh, just, I'm okay, um, but um, I felt my life was in danger, and I want to talk to my lawyer. Yeah. Hey, Keystone Bank, experience the value of community banking where local matters. Cody Ryan and I both bank with Keystone Bank. Come join the bank of choice for Austin community members, families, and entrepreneurs. We're Keystone Bank, founded by Jeff Wilkinson and his team, operated right here in Austin, Texas, by locals just like you. That's why we're so invested in our community and its success. When you bank with Keystone, you'll enjoy the local relationship-based service that sets us apart. Pick up the phone, call them. They're right here, local. Banking at your fingertips anywhere, anytime. You can do all your banking online. To learn more or get started with the Keystone account, visit one of our locations in person, 11,500 Beat Caves Road, West Austin, 500 Pressler Street, downtown Austin, or 900 Hutchins Avenue in beautiful Ballinger, Texas. Or just go to the website, keystone.bank, for all their information. Keystone.bank. That's where we bank. All right, uh, coming up, we'll close this whole thing out. Plus, I want to give you a few tips on blood trailing as we maybe you put an arrow in a deer this morning while you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. Congratulations. And <laughs> it happens. Go blood trail it. We'll give you some do's and don'ts on the flip side. It's the Outdoor Zone live at the bunkhouse 24 7, 365 at theoutdoorzone.com. I'm Andy Morgan, and I fish FLW, and you're listening to the Outdoor Zone. All right, welcome back, Regulators. Wrapping up this episode of the Outdoor Zone. Live in the bunkhouse. Hey, don't forget to track us at theoutdoorzone.com. Share our podcast, this live recorded podcast, with all your friends. And uh, love to hear from you. Jump on our Facebook page, The Outdoor Zone. The Outdoor Zone. Love to see the pictures of your bow hunts, your hikes, your uh, adventures, all the stuff that you uh, that you guys, you guys and gals are doing out there. We'd love to love to see what you're doing. Maybe you're doing maintenance on your boat. Boom. <laughs> no better time to do it than uh, right now. Whether you. Uh, winterize your boat or you use it throughout the year this is kind of the time that i start thinking along those lines and and get my boat ready for the following year partsview.com is the folks we use uh, i used them last year for the first time i ordered a maintenance kit online they sent me every little thing down to the little you know rubber washer or rubber uh ring that i would have never thought to change but they sent it so i changed it and that's how you're supposed to do it. Plus, they've got videos, partsview.com. It's an online one-stop shop for all of your boating needs. They've got a uh, podcast, and they've got a, a YouTube channel that gives you all kinds of great maintenance tips and how-tos with all the stuff and, and different brands and different uh, boat models that if you're looking to replace something on your boat. Uh, plus, the podcast is great. We're going to have them on our podcast here uh, or on our show here soon. And, uh, and looking forward to that, talking to these folks, partsview.com's missions to help boaters enjoy each and every day on the water. They carry a full catalog of genuine OEM, Yamaha, Mercury, and Suzuki outboard parts as far as well as 
Maracruiser Stern Drive parts and products, more than 200,000 products they carry. Go see our new friends, our friends over at partsview.com. That's P-A-R-T-S-V-U.com. Um, I wanted to uh, to talk about this uh, article that came out on, I'm looking for it now. I've lost it. Um, this article that Meat Eater had out about uh, do's or, or the, the do's and don'ts of uh, or lies, blood, blood trail, yeah. blood, blood trail, trailing. wounded deer. <clears throat> it's lies hunters believe about blood trailing, which I thought was interesting. Uh, one of them is uphill and water. Wounded deer always head to water, and they uh, never always travel go down. uphill. And they always go downhill. Two things that I thought were for sure. The problem matter of fact, is, matter of fact, I was on a ranch this week and we saw a bunch, we were touring a thousand acre ranch, uh, saw a bunch of buzzards pulled, you know, stopped the, stopped the mule. And I jumped off and ran over to this area and in the small little muddy puddle behind these big boulders was a giant buck and his back end was eaten off. Hmm. So thinking a bobcat coyote, something got after that buck. Maybe he was hurt, broken leg and something, you know, they typically eat the back quarter of him, but it it was, he was in a mud puddle in a small water puddle. So I'm like, okay, maybe he got stuck, like stuck, like stuck in the mud, like stuck, like stuck in the, I didn't mean like an old, I was trying to say like not stuck, like with an arrow, but like stuck in the mud. Right. No, uh, the it problem was pre bow season. It was pre bow season. I think he probably was hurt. Yeah. Uh, it was a low fence area. So I Went think maybe lay down in a cool area or something, you know, broken leg. And then, and then the, you know, coyotes or somebody got to him, something chased him down. And, but anyway, I thought this article I says always thought downhill too. Well, I this article let, let me let me let me finish i know okay I know. all right come on let me tell you the problem is that a wounded deer often do go uphill and not every wounded deer will view slacking its thirst as a top priority lacking thirst is a top priority uh i don't know where the myth came from i guess i i guess the go-to water myth originated partially from the fact that we naturally go to water when we are outdoors i just that's an interesting or take. somebody had that experience you know they were out hunting it, it, it the way it probably worked is <laughs> and and i've had somebody being an outdoor journalist for years i've had people tell me uh people of authority tell me i don't like you guys um and some outdoor journalist probably wrote that years ago in an article because he had that experience a deer running to a lake or a pond or something on the property and so he just put those things together in an article and all of a sudden it was out there. It's like, why do you put a pinch of salt in your cinnamon rolls? Well, because my grandma did. Well, why did your grandma do it? Because her mom did it. And right. it just, it's just what you think. That's kind of weird analogy, but it, I mean, it fits. Well, uh, you know, that, that I get it. just keeps going and going and going. And, you know, this it's part- interesting that they looked into it. This is very interesting to me, and this actually rang a bell uh, not long ago, uh, probably last season, maybe, maybe the year before. Uh, a good rule of thumb, so much blood. So we've said that before. You know, you shoot a deer, you stick a deer, and you're like, man, this blood trail is, there's no way this deer has any blood left. Like, he's going to bleed out. Well, what you don't understand is the little, is the spraying and the specs and the all that doesn't really add up to a massive amount of blood. The average 160-pound buck will uh, have around 1.2 gallons of blood. And if you really think about, like, carrying a gallon, that's more than a gallon than a milk jug, right? I mean, that can you can spread that across a long That's pretty. That's area. a pretty interesting thought. That's a yeah. really interesting thought. Yeah. 
If a deer lost 8% of its 1.2 gallons, that's about 13 ounces. That's wow. more than a Coke, Coke bottle. And you can, I mean, if you think about the actual quantity that's on, you know, it may look like a big spot of blood or a big spray of blood or whatever, but this it's not that many ounces. My, this changes my thinking a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I thought that was very, very interesting. That's on, that's on the Meat Eater website? Yeah. 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 Hey, see if you can repost it on our Facebook or something. That's a really Yeah, it's a very a real, interesting thought that uh that I've had before. So But hopefully hopefully all our listeners and uh fans out there are not gonna have a whole bunch of blood trailing they're gonna have to do. They just do some shot and drop stuff over there. Come on. Well it happens. It happens. Oh, yeah. You got I mean in the in the time. That's the other thing too, like the time factor from when you shoot that animal to when it drops, it feels like, holy cow, he went a hundred yards. Well, he went a hundred yards in like three seconds, you know, or seven seconds before he died. So anyway, there's some interesting thoughts when you really put it in perspective. Beefsteak's not here to give us this week. I, I have his uh, weekly quote. Oh, we'll quote. give it to him. Never shoot a large caliber guy with a small caliber firearm. Okay. Well, Come that on. sounds kind of directed towards beefsteak. Uh, <laughs> this week, uh, the Bible verse comes from uh, the verse that I've been carrying all year and actually the last two years as I've been traveling around the country fishing. Uh, the verse that I carry on my uh, jersey and boat, Matthew seven twenty four. Everyone, therefore, who hears these words of mine, this is from Jesus, and does them from God, I will liken them to a wise man who built his house on rock. So it talks about building a solid foundation is the key. So live it, love it, learn it. I'm Cody Ryan. Same place, same time. Well, actually, maybe I'll be at the ranch. I don't know. I got to see if my father-in-law will let me go hunt at some point. In the All right. Future. All right, folks. Hey, well, uh, this week, I want to encourage you to get a kid off the couch, take them for a walk in the park, show them the birds, the trees, take them hunting, take them fishing. We don't care what it is, as long as you get them in the great outdoor zone. Hey, we're all headed to church over here. want to encourage you to find a good Bible-based church in your community. Speaking of church, if you want to start a hunting and fishing ministry in your church, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. If you want to get a boy, if you have a boy who needs a mentor, want to get him outside, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. And if you need a speaker, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com and find a speaker for your next event. Hey, uh, if you want to donate land, cash, or vehicles, go to kidsoutdoorzone.com. The motto for Kids Outdoor Zone is no kid left inside. Okay, that's it for us. For Cody, Ryan, TJ, Beefsteak, Tywire, and the rest of us here in the Outdoor Zone, want to thank you for listening to the show, listening to the podcast, share it with your friends. Uh, go to kids, uh, go to the outdoorzone.com for more. And that's it for us. God bless and regulators. Well, let's mount up. Country folks can't